0: Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here, back at it again with another podcast episode. Tonight's podcast episode, we are going to go back to the roots of the paranormal for me. We are going to talk about ghosts, different forms of ghosts, different types of hauntings, and hopefully, if you guys are hearing this and you're having some type of issue with the, the spirit, that you will know what you're kind of dealing with here. So, there is many forms of ghosts, and I'm going to go through some right now to let you guys know that what can be happening and what type of ghost it may be. So yes, I have done plenty of research over the years of doing paranormal research and paranormal investigation. That I have found a lot of interesting things and a lot of things that you could you guys could you know see and look up. But I just want to give you guys a little bit more of, of the types of ghosts and types of hauntings. So the most common of all ghosts spotted is usually of a deceased person, someone you know, a family member, or perhaps even a historical figure. These ghosts can be friendly or not but often show themselves to others in a variety of ways. They can become visible, they can speak, or make noises, touch you, or even emit an odor like perfume or cigar smoke, etc., etc., to let you know that they are there. Experts say that this type of ghost retains its former personality of when they were alive and can feel emotions, and often they are visiting you to confirm and comfort you, or let you know something important. So if you happen to see a lost loved one, chances are they are there because they feel you want or need to see them. So we're going to go into ectoplasm or ectomist. Have you ever seen a mist or fog that almost looks like it's swirling? If so, you may be witnessing what paranormal investigators deem as an ecto mist or ghostly mist. This vaporous cloud usually appears several feet off the ground and can move swiftly or simply stay still, almost like it's orbiting. These ghostly encounters have been captured on many videos and in photographs and can be white, gray, or even black. Although they can simply appear this way, linger then move away quickly. Sometimes ectoplasms appear before becoming a full-bodied apparition. Many people have witnessed them outdoors in graveyards, battlefields, and historical sites. The next thing we're gonna talk about, guys, is poltergeists. Perhaps one of the most popular terms most of us have heard when it comes to ghosts. The word poltergeist actually means noisy ghost because it is said to have the ability to move or knock things over, make noise, and manipulate the physical environment. While many of us had heard the term before, a poltergeist is actually one of the rarest forms of hauntings. And to many, the most terrifying loud knocking sounds, lights turning on and off, doors slamming, even fires breaking out mysteriously, have all been attributed to this type of spiritual disturbance. Another frightening aspect of the poltergeist is that the event usually starts out slowly and mildly, then begins to intensify. And while many times poltergeist activity is harmless and ends quickly, they have been known to actually become dangerous. Some experts explain it is as a mass form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. Whatever the case may be, poltergeists have caught the attention of paranormal enthusiasts, and experts, scientists, and many others who are just plain curious. I've I said it before guys, a poltergeist, your energy can manifest things. And if there's a lot of negative energy and a lot of stress, you can manifest that into something else. It will form into a poltergeist and therefore can turn into something even more dangerous that poltergeist energy can let in a demon and and, and, uh, something that's bad, a bad entity. Next up is orbs. Orbs are probably the most photographed type of anomaly. They appear as a transparent or translucent ball of light that is hovering over the ground. Many ghost hunters can be surprised to even see orbs inside their photographs at all. It is believed that orbs are the soul of a human or even an animal that has died and is traveling around from place one place to another. The circular shape they take on makes it easier for them to move around and is often the first state they appear in before they become a full-bodied apparition. If you're lucky enough to capture an orb on video, you'll be amazed by how fast they can move. In photographs, they are usually white, but can be blue as well. I've also seen flashing orbs where it moves really slow and it's like a flashing light one-off, one-off. I've seen orbs go, stop, turn direction and go the opposite direction. I've seen orbs go in people and come out of people. Guys, I I am a big believer in orbs. I know a lot of paranormal investigators don't believe in orbs. uh, A lot of... I mean, there's some of the paranormal world that don't even believe in orbs. They think it's their dust particles or bugs. And yes, they can be. You know, 99% of the time, it can be explained away as dust or a bug. But bugs and dust, bugs move certain ways. You know when it's a bug, and you know when it's dust particles. But when these orbs come out and you know what you're seeing, it's just so hard to say that it's not. At least to me, it is. Now we're going to talk about funnel ghosts. Most often spotted in homes or old historical buildings, the funnel ghost or vortex is frequently associated with a cold spot. They usually take on the shape of swirling tunnel and most paranormal experts believe they are a loved one returning for a visit or even a former resident of a home, appearing as a wisp of light or a swirling spiral of light. They are often caught in photographs or videos. So now that I've given you guys a little bit of a context of the different types of ghosts, I kind of want to go into something a little bit different now. I want to go into the types of hauntings that you can come across into. Um, I've talked about this briefly and in, in some podcasts. I've talked about it in my lives, but I really want to go in-depth with it. That way you guys can get a better understanding. So the first type of haunting we're going to talk about is the residual haunting. Residual haunting activity can occur when something traumatic or stressful occurs, such as a murder or a rape. Negative energy is literally blasted into the atmosphere, causing the atmosphere to imprint or record the events, like a recording tape. It will play the events over and over again. The entities involved in this residual haunting activity are unaware of their surroundings. This is not an intelligent haunting. There is no interaction between you and the entity. Residual haunting activity can also be caused by positive energy blasted into the atmosphere. Many times you have heard ghost stories where people can hear the sounds of a party, they hear music, singing, dancing, laughter, and when they enter the room where they hear the party, there's no one there. Residual haunting activity can be the specters of living beings. Now that we talked about that, I want to go into, we just talked about poltergeist, so I'm kind of, I want to go farther into the poltergeist activity. Poltergeist is a form of German word meaning noisy spirits, like I just said. Reports of the poltergeist date back to ancient Roman times. The activity that takes place will start off with knocks and bangs, furniture starting to move around by itself. Then the activity will become more intense, manifesting itself through voices and even the appearance of full-body apparitions. Furniture may slide across the room and beds may shake. Many shows are based on this type of haunting because it tends to be the most terrifying and rarest type of haunting that occurs. Most of the time in the case of a poltergeist, the haunting circles around a female in her teen years. Some of these cases seem to be caused by the female unknowingly controlling the energy around herself. Some cases happen around people that are stable and in the right mind space. This haunting is hard to classify due to certain situations. No two are ever really the same. Most of the time you will find that one person in the house seems to be more affected by the haunting than anyone else. It may seem the most of the activity doesn't happen unless a certain person is present. Usually the activity appears to stop when the person leaves the home. The majority of the time poltergeists are experienced by several people, but again they seem to center around one certain person. This person may be highly stressed as of late, or maybe this person has gone through some type of extreme emotional situation. If this is the case, see that the individual involved gets some medical care, and soon afterwards the poltergeist will subside. When it is not the the teenager that is manifesting activity, there are usually several spirits in the area. The spirits appear to pool their energy together in order to become strong enough to move larger objects and make more noises. In order to remedy the situation, you need to find the root of their anger so that they can pass over and leave you in peace. In most poltergeist cases, they will disappear without any warning, just as they appeared. Certain times it may stop within a few days. Other times it may take years. You may never know the reason that it happened. Most people are just happy to see it go, and that's enough for them. By understanding why it was there in the first place, helps you to understand how to keep it from ever coming back again. Knowledge is the key to protecting yourself from a poltergeist. Like I said, guys, poltergeist activity, you can manifest that by using your own energy. Anybody's energy in the house can manifest a poltergeist activity. So now we're going to go into the darker sides of things. And I've talked about this a lot. I will always talk about this a lot. People need to be warned. They need to know what they're up against. And you need to know that it's very real. And if you don't believe in them, they believe in you. We're going to talk about demonic activity. Demons are entities that never had a mortal human form. Extraterrestrial. Why would people say that? I mean, I read in this one thing that they say it's extraterrestrial. They don't believe that the demons are actual demons. That they're aliens from another another place that I don't believe that extraterrestrials are demons but it is an actual thing that people say that aliens are demons if you believe that God and his angels are from the heavens that would make them fallen angels from heaven if satan and a third of the angels rebelled against God's kingdom then satan and a third of his angels that became demons are also fallen angels That is why they never had mortal human form. Einstein said that E equals MC square, energy can be converted into matter, and matter into energy. Demons are pure energy entities. They are described in three different ways. As angelic, a being of beauty that will manipulate the person to commit something that is sinful or out of the ordinary. Horrific, evil looking, some people claim they have seen demons that are incredibly hideous to look at. I believe demons do this for a scare effect. They know what we fear, and this is not their true appearance. Black Mist Black Fog, Black Shadow, Black Smoke. Most demonic hauntings the occupants claim to be followed by Black Mist or Black Fog. They are usually very easy to identify, as long as they are not hiding when it is the demonic haunting you typically notice a revolving stench similar to rotted flesh or sulfuric acid. They often let loose a growl that sounds like it's coming from everywhere at once. They like to make contact by pushing, shoving, hitting, and even scratching. The whole air is affected in the area. It will feel thick like fog, and the temperature will drastically change, typically becoming warmer. These creatures are very strong, unlike human spirits, and they don't mind showing it. There have been cases where people have been thrown through the air and even attacked. Apparently, their main goal is to break down a person's free will in order to make way for a possession. This can take days, months, or even years. But time is of no concern to them. They have a hatred for mankind that dates back to the days of God and Lucifer. They have lived for millennia and will be here long after we are gone. So you must understand that though you may be able to get these creatures to leave a dwelling with religious protection and religious provocation. You will never destroy them. They could go to the next place down the road if they choose. Most likely they won't because distance is not an issue for these creatures. They could go from Maine to California on a thought. Demons are capable of changing form right in front of you. From a human form to an inhuman form. They are neither male nor female but can change to meet their needs. People mostly see demons as black masses standing in doorways or near rooms. Sometimes they are called shadow devils. <clears throat> Guys, I can't warn you enough. Listen, demons are very evil. They are very manipulative. They will do whatever they can to destroy us. So we're going to move on from that. And we're going to go to the intelligent interactive spirits. Back to Einstein's theories as matter of beings. We are all energy beings on the quantum level. <clears throat> we are made up of atoms and neutrons. As matter, energy beings, we have intelligence while we live. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> we have an energy aura that surrounds our living bodies. This aura is created by the millions of electrical currents that are created through our bodies. Our brain creates brain waves, a form of pure energy that is transmitting our thoughts. What we see, what we feel, etc., etc. When our mortal form dies, the aura that constantly surrounds our bodies leaves our bodies. We lose six ounces on the instant of our death. This is what is this six ounces? Perhaps it is energy leaving our body, perhaps even our soul. This energy, the aura, you may even call it your soul, is carrying the information of what we used to be. If it can do this, then why couldn't it also carry our intelligence? If it can carry our former intelligence of our previous life, then it should be able to interact with us intelligently. When we see this aura, we call it a ghost. If this ghost is able to interact with us, it is aware of us, it can touch us, can communicate with us, then this is an intelligent interactive haunting. some reasons, the ghost may be tied to the sight or people itself. It died as a result of a traumatic event, murder, car accident. It may be here for due to unfinished business. The spirit may have died suddenly and not realized he or she is dead. The living loved ones are so emotionally distraught they can't let go so the spirit can remain attached. The spirit is emotionally connected to their loved ones where the spirit doesn't want to move on. They cannot rest due to an injustice done to them. Something had happened to them and they feel is not right and they cannot move on until justice is served or just a simple fear of the other side or judgment because you got to remember once we go we die we go to the other side and we are judged and we are told whether we go to heaven or hell so the next ones I want to talk about are shadow people or shadow creatures this is a type of haunting activity that has no real explanation they are different from ghosts they're usually shapeless dark masses mostly seen with your peripheral vision They are known to do things that are different from ghosts. They can move between walls. They have no human features. They wear no clothes except for the hat man, the hooded figure shadow creatures. People who encounter them have a feeling of dread. Clairvoyants that encounter shadow people say they do not feel they are human and consider them non-human. Shadow people have no discernible mouth, noses, or facial expressions. Some are seen as child-sized dark humanoids. Some people say they seem to be made up of dark smoke or dark steam. At times, when they move, they appear to be moving on an invisible track from one place to another, such as a toy train or a small-scale railroad track. They have been seen to hop or what appears to be a strange dance. They are known to stare at the floor. Two common types of shadow people are the hat man, that looks like he or she is wearing a 1930s fedora, hat, and his hooded figure, which looks like the shadow person has a hood over their head. The hood and the hat stand out as clothing, but otherwise they are not wearing any clothing at all. There are also reports of shadow animals, such as shadow in the form of a cat, with no discernible mouth, nose, or eyes. I've seen shadow peoples. Peoples. i've seen shadow people <laughs> and especially waverly hill sanitarium there is an astronomical amount of shadow people there i mean you can catch them going back and forth from doorway to doorway i've caught them on video i've caught them in photographs they are very scary <clears throat> they 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 really are it, they're eerie they really don't do anything but they will come close to you um, and they will cause, they can cause bad nightmares. They think that these shadow people are a part of the sleep paralysis, and <clears throat> they cause it. So, you guys, if you see a shadow person, don't take it lightly. There's portal hauntings. Portals aren't really a new concept, as we've seen them in a lot of sci fi flicks. But in the real world, portal hauntings are considered controversial, as there is little known, and the idea is mostly theory or speculation. Portals are thought to be doorways to another world or dimension in which entities travel through. It's speculated that portals are not limited to one location, region of limited to sacred ground typically places that experience of wide array of different types of anomalies, such as glowing balls of light, odd creatures, strange shapes, or unexplained mists or fog are suspected to have a portal in which these energies are traveling back and forth so guys i hope that you found this very helpful it's it's a good research tool if you're trying to figure out what type of haunting you have or what type of ghost that you are seeing um i really guys i really hope you guys enjoyed the episode i enjoyed it i loved going back to to ghosts and spirits um i've been focusing on cryptids and a lot of demons lately <clears throat> and it was just nice to talk about some ghosts and some spirits. Uh, granted, I talked about demons in this one, but it's a part of the haunting aspect of everything. So you guys can go to ParanormalLinkOhio.com or you can check out our main business page. There we have some old ghost hunts and ghost stories, some old lives. You can check out our crystals and all the powers that they hold. You can check out our bracelets, necklaces, pins, pendants, everything jewelry-wise to go with the crystals. There, you can check out our Sage Bundles for all cleansing needs. From there, you can go to Paranormal Ink Ohio Group. That is our group page on Facebook. There, we talk about all things paranormal. You guys give me ideas for shows. I do the research. Sometimes I give you shout outs. Sometimes I even have you on the shows. There, you can go to Paranormal Ink Ohio on YouTube and TikTok. There, you can find some old ghost hunts and ghost stories. I'm now uploading some podcasts on YouTube now and partial podcasts on TikTok. That way you guys can always come to the main uh, Paranormal Inc. Ohio podcast on all podcast platforms out there, guys. I'm on every single one of them. Every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night, we have a new episode at 10 p.m., a new podcast episode. Every Thursday night, we are live on Facebook where we have a conversation about the paranormal. Sometimes we have ghost stories on there. Friday night is our Fear Friday live at 10 p.m. on Facebook. Guys, that is our big in-depth discussion about the paranormal, and I do live investigations. I have haunted items that have attachments to them, spirit attachments. Some are bad, some are good, and I have been doing a lot of investigating with them live on Facebook so guys I hope again you enjoyed the episode I love each and every one of you thank you so much for coming and checking it out you guys feel free to you know if you're on Spotify feel free to you know leave an answer leave a comment on there it's going to ask you how you like the show feel free to leave a comment man let me know how it's going Let me how if, if I need to change something so it's always there guys and again thank you oh so very much and you guys will hear me Possibly tomorrow I may do another podcast episode tomorrow before my live on Facebook. But tomorrow we are live on Facebook at 10 p.m., guys. See you guys. Thanks, Thank you oh so very much. Bye, guys.